tell me about golf. <laughs> what do you, you want to know about golf? A terrible man won the golf tournament today. It was a terrible man in a pink shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it wasn't just the fact that he had a bad pink shirt on. It was the, like, he also had, like, a really bad attitude. Like, I guess. How do you have a bad attitude in golf? Like, okay, like, this is, this is, like, the gossip, I guess, about this dude. Because I guess that exists. There's golf gossip? Apparently. Okay, so, in, like, on the PGA circuit, you know, when Tiger was, like, really big, Mm-hmm. Tiger always wore a red shirt on Sunday. Okay. Like, it was, like, his his thing. Like, he wore a red shirt. This is, this is my, like, thing. Uh, you know, it, like, good luck to me. Like, that, gimmick, like, a... if you will. Yeah. Not really a gimmick, but it was, like, his, like, good luck thing. Like, you know, people athletes have, like, socks or whatever that they wear, like, in Space Jam. It was Michael's shorts. He needed those oh, shorts yeah. before he could go play against the, the Monstars. Shorts. Yeah. So, uh... This is that was Tiger's thing is like red shirt on Sunday. So this guy, I guess, when Tiger was really like when he was like at the top of his game, this guy like started wearing red shirts on Sundays. Oh no. And then he basically I guess said at some point that like he didn't think Tiger was that great of a golfer. Wow. Yeah. This is like on a Sunday we're both the Masters or Masters tournament and wrestlemania is happening this is like a wrestling style feud in golf i had no idea <laughs> yeah it's it really it really was and like it like it like that wasn't happening today but that was like happening like when tiger was like in his prime like several years ago but right like this was like tiger's return to golf like so he like this is like a, oh my god this is like wrestling isn't it <laughs> it's, it's like, like wrestling <laughs> This is like Tiger's return to the Masters after like four years because is there a he wrestling had wrestling golf that... crossover fanfic. I mean, there might be. Anyway, continue. Yes. So, like, he had like a really bad time. Everybody knows about Tiger Woods' bad time, but he also like had a lot of back problems too. So he got this like lower lumbar spinal fusion surgery. Yeah, I heard about that. That nobody's ever like had in that in that spot before. Like no one's ever done that surgery in like to that particular those particular vertebrae or something of the sort. And nobody knew how it's going to work out and all of a sudden like several weeks ago excuse me um Tiger shooting like the best game of golf he has in like years. And oh, everyone's wow. like, yeah, and everyone's like, oh man, Tiger's Tiger's coming back cuz like that's the hype, right? Like Right. It, and the the reality is that Tiger's like playing better golf than he has in a long time, but he's still not there. So it's like expectations versus reality versus, you know, what people want. So a lot of people were like Tiger's going to win the Masters this year. And he did not. He, like, shot even par, which is fine. Like, for somebody who had back surgery, like, six months ago. Yeah. Like, that's fine. You're lucky to even be on the golf course at this point. Like, if we're being honest. But no, this this guy was, like, that was his attitude back then, and, like, nobody was cheering for him today. Like, no. <laughs> like, oh, no so one. he was the heel, for sure. Yeah, basically, yeah, he was, he like, was definitely. Heel. And, like, he, um... He wanted him to choke. My dad and I were watching. He wanted he we like we wanted him to choke real bad, but he just didn't. Maybe yeah. uh maybe instead of remaking the XFL, Vince McMahon should look into extreme golf. 
Can you imagine like the Undertaker or someone commentating a golf tournament? Or, or, or are you applying like professional wrestlers playing golf? You know what? Either or, really. Or okay, or is it like pairs? So it's like an, a professional wrestler and a professional golfer in a pair. Oh my god, I want this reality show now. <laughs> Who do you think um John Cena's like the all-American like nice guy that can apparently play piano? He did a interview on Jesus and Marrow and he played like a piano recital in the Vice offices. Who do you think that John Cena would be paired up with in the golf world? Well, I think like if you're talking about like like american dream team i guess like it would have to be tiger woods right yeah Yeah. like yeah that would be that would that would be like the like the like the story there like oh man tiger woods is to be fair really the only golfer i know i also knew phil mickelson but i'm pretty sure he's retired now you are incorrect phil shot very badly today at the masters why is he still playing (laughs) because you never retire from golf has he won anything yeah he won a championship like uh, like a month or so ago okay yeah but like who's the young hotshot in golf right now charlie um probably i mean Rory Rory McIlroy is still like the guy, but I think like there's two guys that I got a funny story about the other guy. There's two guys that like are up and comers, like Jordan Spieth. He's like 23 years old, and he won the Masters like two years ago. Like he like hands down like best game of golf ever, and then he like he's he's paired with Shinsuke Nakamura probably. (laughs) And then there's uh um. Dustin Johnson, who was like slated across the board to win the Masters last year, and then the day before the tournament started, he fell down the steps at his house. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yikes. And then he didn't compete at all. And then um, Sergio Garcia won the Masters last year. Oh, he's and, still playing. Okay. Yeah, and he won the Masters last year, and then this year, um, in the in the first round of the Masters, he shot five water balls like oh my god like he had like a five shot bogey like it was not good like he got eliminated he didn't even play a round of golf on saturday okay for all of you listening at home if you know wrestling better than me which is probably if you've watched any of it because my wrestling knowledge is all secondhand please pair these golfers up with wrestling stars (laughs) and let us know what uh who would be who in who would be with who in this theoretical reality TV show. I'm, and I'm also much. sorry that if I floored everybody with my extensive knowledge of the PGA tour, it's just that like my dad has watched golf my entire life. Are, and- are there people that pay for like analyses of like, like writing articles of golf stuff? Because like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's gotta be money in that as like a sports writer. Cause old people read about golf. I mean, but it's not just old people. Do you know how many people that like, uh, like Tiger Woods, like just being at the tournament brings? Like I, when he when he was doing like really when he like started coming back in the last couple weeks, like the tournaments that he went to, like they sold out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like Tiger Woods is a br- is a brand. He's got a video game. Okay. 
and welcome to The Young Ones, a podcast about teen superhero teams and why we love them. My name is Charlie, and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Mikey, and I use he, him pronouns. And this is episode 17. I've actually ran out of things to say about the episode number. And it's our eighth episode of Runaways. Yeah. Very, getting very near to the end here. Yeah. it. Uh, we are closing into the end because it's literally almost the end <laughs> <laughs> the runaway stuff that we're going to be covering right now which yes. uh i'm not sure what we're doing afterward but that's to be determined there, yeah some ideas I, I know what i'm going i know i really do know what we're going to be doing but i wanted to put the air <laughs> of mystery out there i guess okay sure <laughs> you know um, you've just like subverted it by then going back on that right shh, shh, shh. anyway anyway how are you mikey i'm doing okay place tested my game yesterday that went pretty okay so you know all things considered i can't complain what about you uh i read some good comics this week um and there yeah i read some good comics this week that's all i have to say like comics are good i i might have been more jazzed about comic like more excited about wednesday's comics if i hadn't seen a preview but i needed to see the preview of new mutants dead souls last friday it's very fair it like it literally rejuvenated me like if i had been like on my deathbed it's like one of those miracle situations i'm glad (laughs) no it's how can like I, i'm sorry i'm just still a little floored at the fact that like everyone was at brunch and having a time at brunch no the brunch was extremely good yes i i can't like i can't believe it i still can't believe someone wrote that into a comic you know it's really bad when you want brunch and no one wants to serve it to you like yesterday are you like talking yesterday? about your, your time yesterday i wanted to go to denny's because denny's you know, you can get breakfast anytime, and the one near me was closed. So I cried about it for a little bit, metaphorically. Speaking. Is it the Denny's we went to? Like we went to? Mm, yes, yes, actually. And oh, that's weird. They closed that. It closed on the twenty fifth of March. So that's so weird. Yeah, just it must have been cursed. Of... It must have been a cursed place. Yeah, I don't know. So that was closed, and then I wanted to go to First Watch, which is another good breakfast place. Well, a good breakfast place. I shouldn't say that Denny's is a good breakfast place. It's a breakfast place. <laughs> um, you know what you're going to get, so your expectations are always, like, the same there. Yes. So I went to First Watch. I literally did the Abe Simpson gif where he walks in, puts his hat down, sees Bart, swings back around, picks his hat up, and then swings around and goes out the door again. <laughs> I literally did that because I walked into First Watch, like, real, like, happy, like, I'm going to get me some breakfast. And then it was completely full, like the front of the house was packed. So I literally opened the door and then while the door was still open, swung back around and went out back out. It would have been probably better comedic timing if it had been a a revolving door. Yeah. You could have walked in and then walked back out again. (laughs) You know, I think there was a revolving door there. No, that was the other place I went to. Nope, it was just a regular door. And then I eventually just went to Corner Bakery, which is just kind of like a fast casual establishment. You had an avocado toast. That had to have been good brunch. Yeah, it was all right. Like, it wasn't anything to write home about. It was like, like, not as good as diner food. Like, it's all right. They don't season stuff super good there, was my problem. Oh, that's not great. Yeah. And they don't have like hot sauce or anything like that because it's too like bougie for that (laughs) 
So, so it's it's too bougie for hot sauce, but not divey enough to be a diner. Correct. That sounds like bad, middle of the road, mediocre. It 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 really is. Nothing against corner bakery, but yeah, no, it's their potatoes were good though. The potatoes were well seasoned. It's just the eggs were like they had cheese and like green onions and stuff in them, but like they had no taste. Bad. And like the only seasoning they had was um it's like grinders of salt and pepper. So yeah. Okay, well. I just put some salsa. I couldn't eat all my eggs. It's probably a good thing I didn't go to a diner or somewhere fancy because, like, my appetite was way lower than I thought it was. Well, you had a disappointing brunch, and so did Shatterstar. So I think... I don't think Shatterstar's brunch food was not disappointing. It was disappointing because his boyfriend teleported (laughs) into nothingness. (laughs) Yes. That. I mean, in a way, it's also disappointing. (laughs) but that's not what we're here to talk about no as usual so i'm going to segue a little quicker than normal um but what we are here to talk about is runaways 15 and 16 today runaways yes shut up Get get out of here i was gonna say get out of my life but i don't want that so don't get out of my life just stop okay just stop i'll stop the recording no don't go Please. I'm here. Okay, good. And I'm ready to talk about comics. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Runaways 15 and 16, which we are kind of dwindling down to the end here. So mysteries to be revealed at the end of the, the la- second issue today. Well, geez, so much for the mystery. I mean, okay, if everyone was been following along, they knew it, they know that there's a mole that we don't know who it is. Yeah, actually, it, there's probably solicits, so... Like, were there solicits for this? I mean, yeah, there were. There had to have been, right? I sometimes I want to go look at old solicits. Is that a thing you can do? Are they archived somewhere? I'm sure they are. I want to see if solicits back then were as, uh, like... As ridiculous? As ridiculous and, like, teasy as the ones that are now. I'm sure. I'm sure they have to be. Oh, wait. You know what? I think they have the solicits. I think that's what's on the previews on, like, Marvel Digital. Those might be the solicits. Oh, just like the synopsis? Yeah. So this one, number 15, is The Runaway's Biggest Adventure Continues. Our young heroes are finally ready to take on their evil parents, and the future of the Marvel Universe hangs in the balance. Wow, really? (laughs) Wow, really? Yep. Okay, you got to read 16 to me when we get there. Okay, I will. Everybody, that's a great summary. You guys don't need any other summary, right? That's the best summary that was ever been written about anything. <laughs> <sighs> Oi, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, this is issue number 15. And uh, we don't have any new things to update about the creative team, but... Uh, they're still here, obviously still writing the book. So um, our writer is Brian K. Vaughn. Our penciler is Adrian Alfona. The inks are by Craig Young. And the wonderful and stupendous Christina Strain is still coloring, which I have some things to talk about the colors in the beginning part of this. So that'll be a thing that happens. Um, and we have a Joe Chen cover of Molly this time. Yes. Lifting a school bus. I love the like fisheye effect on this cover it's pretty cool it's really it's really it's really good i like it like i like and i also like the weight of the car she's like lifting is it a car or a bus i can't it's a bus is it a hummer oh you know what it might be a hummer you might be it's right. a hum 
It's a Hummer. It's a Hummer. Yeah. That's a, uh, what is it, H2 or whatever was super popular at the time? It's definitely an H2, but it is not categorized as such because that. Yes. But she is lifting it, and I like the fact that it, like, the way that it's drawn and maybe even the perspective on it makes it look super heavy. Yeah. So it's basically just Molly being Princess Powerful, which is always a good thing. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Yes, and the colors are really, like, the colors are really, like, flat on it, but I don't know. It works for me. It works for me. If you guys didn't remember the last time we saw these guys, uh, since it's been a little bit since we've had a podcast episode. A little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone, because I was tired and everything was happening so much on Easter. Um, True. <clears throat> but um, last time we saw everybody, uh, they totally got the hostel destroyed on accident, kind of? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it wasn't really their fault. It was like kind of Nico's fault but not really like it was more of the lieutenant flores's fault yeah he was the one that was acting probably against what the parents would have wanted and the one that ended up paying for it in the end as he should have so yeah he's he's dead uh yeah so lieutenant flores is dead uh the kids are on the run again because the hostel got destroyed and they after a quick pit stop uh behind the hollywood sign um and a argument about who could potentially be the mole, they decide to leave there. And uh, the first panel here is um, them wading through the sewers of Los Angeles. And it's really gross because the way that the water and everything is colored is just really gross. Yeah, it's... um, It's like super affecting, but it's like also very gross. Yeah, it looks like like boogers. Like they're wading through uh, boogers. Uh, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not. I'm I'm moving on now, though. After you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Ugh. But, yeah, they're they're in the sewers, and Chase is obviously, um, by what I can tell here, excited about being in the sewers, except for the smell, you know, because it's the sewers. Yeah, which she even says, if it wasn't the smell, this would be sort of awesome, as the rest of them are holding their nose. Yeah. He also continues to be a bad, naughty, dirty boy, rowdy boy, in not a good way, because he uh, says something rude about Kurt's dinosaur that I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to repeat it. Um, it's rude and bad, and don't do that. Um, but Alex is using the Dakota ring in this like half-lit sewer. They're kind of like, Chase has kind of like a makeshift torch with the fistigons, and, you know, they're all kind of grumpy. And st- they were already stinky before they walked into here, uh, but now they're even stinkier. And Nico's kind of like, we're taking the fight to our parents, right? Because we're tired of, of just taking it. And Alex is like, yeah, I guess I'm busy here. <laughs> yeah. And at least Molly doesn't have to be in the sewage because she's riding on top of old lace. Yeah. She yeah. is getting sleepy, though, because Alex starts to talk about the history of the pride that he's decoding. Yeah, and they and he talks about the rite of thunder, which is a ceremony where uh, the parents are going to take the spirit or soul of the sacrificee, so the person that spurred all of these events, and feed it to the Gaborim, basically. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yum souls. Um, but Gert's like kind of not buying it. 
um, because she, like, just the concepts of souls in general, but this is magic, so we kind of have to not worry about that. Yeah. And and Alex says as much as, um, you know, that's something that they have to, you know, stop and, or at least go there, because as Alex lets them know that they can't or shouldn't take weapons into this place where the ceremony is going to happen so the parents will not have any ability to fight back or at least somewhat at least the ones that use weapons yeah as i see it because there are some that don't yeah well we'll get into that but that that's what this whole rite of thunder that all the parents keep talking about is um and it's also only in four hours chase also mistakenly calls it the thunderdome which is good because um, I probably would do that, too. That makes up for his previous comment, I suppose. Uh, I don't know no, about that. No, actually, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Chase, you'll, you'll learn at some point. Um, but... but then we cut to the Wilder family private beach because they, of course, have a private beach in Malibu. Yep. Uh, where most of the Pride parents are standing on the beach in the dark, waiting. Yeah. Getting nervous. Also... Uh, Mrs. Stein calls Leslie Dean's outfit a spacesuit, and it's just the weird dominatrix like leather outfit. So I mean, it I don't... probably does have some space properties, but I don't know if it's like a space suit. Yeah, exactly. It's strange either way. Um, and they're waiting on um Mr. Wilder and Mr. Stein, who have come back from where they saw the hostel collapse and didn't manage to get their children, but. Uh, he shows up and lets them know that they did not find the kids. Yep. But Mr. Uh, Stein does have some weird robot thing in his hands. It's got the soul in it, doesn't it? You know what? I guess it does. Yeah. It's like some sort of soul. It's like a ghost trap from Ghostbusters, but there's a <laughs> yeah. soul. In, but there's a soul inside. It looks instead. like it has a face, though. Like when those chairs, like when chairs look like they have a face. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but now, and then they start getting suspicious because they're like, yeah, this would be the perfect night for uh, that convenient lie. Maybe one of us is conspiring against the pride with our children. And so, like, then we get a whole. We get a whole argument because, of course, we do because these people are terrible. Yeah. But it has to cease because the Rite of Thunder is coming and it's upon them, as uh, Jeffrey Wilder says. And uh, Mr. Stein, who looks, he's like, his side profile makes him look decidedly like 20 years younger than he previously has in all of his regular incarnations. Um, He has this little keypad and it says... I guess it says... Well, that's Mrs. Stein, so... Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, well, that's that's, that's the issue. That's the issue. I can't read. <laughs> I can't read or see. Um, so Mrs. Stein presses this button because Mr. Wilder asks if our, the transportation is ready, and this, like, Tamagotchi-ass <laughs> mech comes out of the called, water. Called the Leapfrog. Yes. <laughs> it it looks like something it looks like the early 2000s version of the future sure does everything's round and big like joints and yeah sure does and it has like little wings on the back like it's from a fucking like mecca it's like, like someone's oh. anime yeah yeah someone that had watched 
anime, but also like really looked liked how hot clips looked. Uh, <laughs> the reference for you. Hot clips. Um, Thank you. Yep. You're Thank welcome. You. Um, so then as everybody gets in, they start whispering the so there were six parents or four parents, excuse me, that had conspired against all of everybody else. The Hazes and the Deans had conspired against everyone. So they're like, no one suspects a thing. We have to wait. We have to be patient because the Hazes just kind of want to kill everybody now. Yeah. Yeah. Or kick everyone's ass or so they hope. Yeah, or so they hope, which is still a bold strategy, but uh, Leslie Dean says they have to be patient and that they that she's thought of everything. So they obviously off panel. Sure, sure yeah, I'm sure you have. Um, obviously off panel have uh, descended in their weird frog mech. Um, then we cut back to Santa Monica Beach. and Where the kids the- are emerging from a drain pipe. A drain pipe. Gross. I don't want any of that sewage leaking out on the beach. Well, it's, un- it's unfortunate. Uh, but Alex says we're here and they're kind of just, you know, looking out at the water. Um, and we find out a nice note on having all the kids have like this yucky stained clothing. Um, that's good. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah but also gross yeah they're not on the beach uh as we already know they need to go into the water and then molly says "Uh uh-oh i forgot to pack my tankini which is very good (laughs) and uh gert actually uh questions and how do you expect us to survive the plunge captain nemo and nika says already on it and uh makes a bubble by or something of the sort by saying a waterproof and it emerges from the staff of one which i doesn't know it what like it looks a jelly like jelly bean it, it looks like a jelly bean it looks like a some some sort of jellyfish but apparently it's a bubble but uh gert's really not buying it <laughs> yeah uh and chase is Chase is also not buying it and points out that if Nico's working with the parents then she could just pop it halfway down and Alex and Chase kind of have it out because Alex says that we can trust her. And Chase says that's what she said about Dracula Jr. And look where that got us. <laughs> yeah. And Alex says back, A, if she wanted to kill us, she could have done it a hundred times by now. And, and B, B, smooch. Yeah. He pulls her in for a smooch in front of this I don't, bubble. I don't want to kiss anybody that's... after I've been in a sewer. Like, no, legitimate. and that's not good reasoning either. Yeah, legitimately. Well, their like, mouths haven't been in the sewer. <laughs> I mean, they were I in mean, the sewer, but not submerged in the sewer water. I mean, yes, way to find a silver lining, but there's somebody here who's not finding a silver lining because yeah, it's Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, uh, she's Molly looking also at them. Not, yeah, Carolina makes an unhappy sound, and Molly is also not impressed because they're kissing with tongues, and she thinks that's gross. And Chase says he's going to die a virgin, which Chase, just sit the fuck down. (sighs) So Nico and Alex kind of have this. Alex is like trying to talk to her and Nico's just like having like all she wants to do is have a I love you. I know conversation. Yeah. Which sure. okay, I guess. And then Alex gives, like, a big impassioned speech then, since Nico isn't going to listen to him. I wanted to tell you, all of you, that no matter how I ever acted, I always secretly looked forward to those get-togethers our parents made us have. 
Most of my friends were just Xbox screen names, but I really liked you guys. Even before all this, I always felt like a connection to whatever. I don't believe any of you would betray what we have here. But if you try, the rest of us won't hesitate to destroy you. Agreed? And everybody looks on and... They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and everybody kind of climbs into the weird bubble jelly bean. Yeah, Gert is not happy either and just says here we go again yeah and then they go 2500 leagues under the sea under the sea that was cheeky yeah <laughs> but uh, there's jellyfish and uh molly's excited about jellyfishing. <laughs> thank you you're welcome molly's excited about the jellyfish but uh carolina wants her to be quiet because they want she wants nico not to not concentrate <laughs> Yeah, so rather than think about the fact that they're surrounded, or the only thing between them and the infinite depths of the ocean is a thin membrane, uh, Carolina suggests that maybe they should talk about what they currently want to be when they grow up, if they get through all of this. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess nice deflection for your anxiety, I suppose. Yeah, um, listen, she's having a bit of a crisis. <laughs> I mean, I know, I can relate, um, but uh, Gert says that she always wanted to be a senator, but... Uh, the whole thing that's been going on has been a little bit that's been soured by the whole position of power thing. Carolina wanted to be an actress, but now with she doesn't want to follow in her parents' footsteps. Yeah. It, Alex has a very extremely solid plan. Uh, yeah. He's going to go design video games for Rockstar, which is totally how that works. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Nico just says a uh, very short term goal. Um, she said she wants to buy the base that her parents never let her have. Yeah. Which is followed by uh, Chase saying uh, he used to want to announce for ESPN, but now he's thinking about helping kids like uh, like them, you know, or maybe joining the FBI or something, which Carolina actually comments that that's really cool. Yeah. And then Molly says, I just want to be a mom someday, but not a mom like my mom. A good one, you know? I'm not sure who's saying it, but maybe they all do and say there's a first time for everything. So then they emerge into this like water temple says the marine vivaria mikey it's a water temple yeah you're right it is um and the leapfrog is there parked next to this like aqueduct um and their bubble comes up and pops and kind of like deflates it's just like this deflated yeah. weird bubble that stays yeah, but in it's the a water. very good si it's a very good sound effect it's like yes Pop. well no i'm just like it it has some like mass of its own because it's just staying there yeah i mean it's a magical bubble what do you want yeah gert asks if this is atlantis <laughs> and i mean you got a point there but uh alex reminds him they've got 30 minutes uh, a 30 minute walk to where uh they are now to the gaborum's master chamber yeah, this is, you get the feeling that this is maybe built for giants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very large. Um, and but, but as they walk away and have a very important conversation about the bends, uh, there is a glowing yellow eye where, like, a shadow of the Colossus style, like, hand, like, hand. face. Yeah. Yeah, starts coming out of the wall. Yeah, after Nico's musing uh, in front of it, that maybe she's fi finally figured out how to make the staff of one work for them. Yeah, that's, you know, maybe don't say that. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of an omen. Yeah, so Carolina immediately goes glowy and says, Nico, watch out, as Nico is punched by this giant stone golem type thing. 
Yeah, it, it basically is straight up a stone golem, and it's got these glowing yellow eyes, and it kind of takes Nico out, and... Yeah. Alex says that he didn't know anything about a guard, the uh, abstract didn't say anything, and both Chase and Carolina try to use their various defensive capabilities on it, and it doesn't really work. Chase says flame on as he fires a blast of flame at it. He also calls Carolina gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. well, sorry. Sorry you don't have the same appeal as Johnny, as Johnny Storm. Uh, yeah. Chase. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, he says flame on, lights it on fire, and then it's just on fire. <laughs> and then he's running away in the next panel, and he says flame off, flame off, which is actually really funny. Yeah, it's like in a in a role-playing game, it's like, okay, I light the monster on fire, and it's like, congratulations, it's on fire now. Since like, it's now, it's now on fire. What did you want from this? Yeah, what did, what did you hope to gain? Yeah. Because you gained nothing. And Molly just says, let me at him. Meanwhile, Alex grabs her and pulls her backwards and is frantically thripping, flipping through his Dungeon Master's Guide to figure out how to solve this whole predicament. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Gert's screaming, figure it out faster, and Chase has gone into the water and is attempting to lure the golem to him by waving his fistigons, uh in the air and saying, I'm the one who barbecued you, let's do this. Yeah, like, probably not the greatest thing for you to do. Yeah. But it does hap it does work and the golem does like rush into the water after him. Yeah. Gert and Old Lace both dismayed from the edge of this like water pool look over at him and Gert says, Great Chase, but what happens when he gets to you? And Chase is like, Crap, I didn't think that far ahead. And the golem punches him into the water with a big sploosh. Yeah, and Molly sees this and screams as her eyes are uh lit up red and Meanwhile, uh, Alex is like, oh, weird. I didn't realize these pages were stuck together. Um, but Molly's already gone. So she's already attacking the golem and basically he's telling him to stop. And then, of course, Alex finds the, the, the right keyword and which is, I don't know. <laughs> Philoprogenitiveness. There you go. Thank you, Mikey. You're welcome. Um, and the sentry, the rock sentry is powering down. You know, there's some stuff that's happened. Yeah, so Nico is, is a little bit bummed. Carolina's like, wait, how did you... And this is, like, the most suspicious thing. I'm going to read it out. Alex replies, philoprogenitiveness, the love of parent for child. I guess the pride finally found a better password than password. My decoder ring usually has trouble with anything longer than three syllables, but I was able to... And then from the off panel, someone I says, like the golem is just doing a thumbs up in the like art background art that Adrian Alfona drew. Yes. Um, but uh, someone yells off panel, uh, guys. And then it's we see it's Gert and uh, she's got Chase um, pulling up from the water. And uh, she says it's Chase. And he he isn't breathing. And then on the last page, Molly stands over her as she clutches a soggy chase in her arms and she's crying and Gert says he's dead. That is how issue 15 leaves us. That's it, guys. Chase is dead forever. So we go into <sighs> issue 16, which has yet another Joe Chen cover. Will you please tell me what the summary for this one says? This is the Runaway's biggest adventure continues. Our young heroes are finally ready to take on their evil parents and the future of the Marvel Universe hangs in the balance. 
Is it the same one from 15? It shouldn't be. I that's, the same, that's the same one that you just read. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's the, it's the same one. That's cool. I just checked. Thanks, Marvel. They just reuse the same solicit. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, never mind then. Uh, <laughs> we don't I mean, get any part use. of the same arc, but sure. I mean, true. Well, this is chapter four of the arc we've been on. But yeah, we got a, another Jochen cover, but our creative team is also the same. We got yeah. nobody new. This cover is Nico lighting on fire. And doing like the classic, she's kind of like, well, she's not on fire. She's got a giant bonfire behind her and her hair's going all kind of wild. She's going it's very Saiyan, witchy. Basically. She's going, yeah, she's going super. She's like, she looks like she's like super Saiyan three, like her hair like yes. is all. Yeah, no, totally. And she looks very witchy, too. Like it's a lot happening here, guys. This is imperative that we cut back. I don't want to cut the tension here because all of you obviously think Chase is dead. Um <laughs> Uh, we cut back um, like moments after we just ended on issue 15 and Alex says the stupidest thing ever which is you're lying Chase can't be dead okay what game are you playing I think you're thinking it's like uh, he's like that guy that meme like you're lying Chase can't be dead prove me wrong oh my god but no, it's like super true. Like he doesn't have a pulse, like, and he was held underwater for too long. And all of a sudden, Alex says, "Nico, you got to use a spell." And the staff of one is gone. So it's like a perfect storm of like really terrible events. Yeah. Well, she would have to cut herself again, which I don't know why she doesn't just do that. Yeah. But um, I guess it would. They're not really thinking very well. No, and none and... of them can remember if they have to do CPR or the Heimlich maneuver to get the water out of his lungs. Not the same thing. Carolina read something online, and Molly's like, "My parents are doctors," and Gert, crying, just yells to interrupt them. Tell me what to do. You know, in the next panel, Nico comes to a realization that if one of us is really well to the pride, Carolina might be the mole and what she, she's trying to hurt Chase and Alex just tells her to forget that we just have to use CPR and see if that works and so Gert goes for it yeah they're, and they're both like trying to backseat CPR her bad um, idea yeah and Gert, Gert is figuring it out she's like okay I can do this I remember this it's starting to come back to me and she starts to do compressions and almost Finishes a round of compressions when Chase sits up like a man possessed. Yes, and vomits out water. Kind of. He yeah. makes a he makes a sound. Yeah, there's, there's no a, visual water coming no, out. Of yeah, his there's mouth. no visual water coming but out. I but think it's implied. Yes. Mal, uh, Molly yells, "Bonus life!" When Chase wakes up. Oh my god, though. Uh, <laughs> um, and Carolina <sighs> kind of doesn't believe that. Uh, this is actually really happening. Yeah. And Chase wakes up and says, I think I got brain damage. And then Gert says, seriously? And then Chase says, yeah, because suddenly you're the hottest chick I've ever seen. And then, like, leans in to kiss her. And they just sit there for a little while. And Nico and Alex are in the background kind of smiling at them. Old Lace is... Not quite sure what's going on. Old Lace has the side eye, as always. Yeah. 
Well, she's just uh, more like, huh? Oh, it's happening? Exactly. And uh, as oh, soon like as... Scooby, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Um, and as soon as uh, their moment is over and Chase has this, like, happy look on his face, Gert turns to both Alex and Nico and says, I was reventilating. Re- re- what was it? Oh, my God. I was reventilating them. Him. I, yeah. I was reventilating him. Anyone who says otherwise gets fed to my fucking dinosaur. <laughs> but it, it's bleeped out, but that's yes. basically what it says. I failed because I can't read today. Uh, okay. Mikey can, so that's good. <laughs> uh, um, Chase tries to sit up, and then his head starts spinning, which is never a good sign. No, you were just a hole underwater for a long time, dummy, and you just literally were passed out and had to have CPR done. So sit you and your probably broken ribs down. But, uh, and Chase is actually really sorry because he thinks he screwed up pretty bad. But, you know, Gert reassures him that you're a hero, you moron. That monster would have pounded old lace and me into, the, into fossils if you hadn't stepped in. And Chase thinks that now he's just dead weight and everyone's going to have to go on without him. Yep. But he does offer his fistigons to Alex as well as his x-ray goggles. So he's trying to give all he can to the, to Alex. Calls it a so power-up. Yeah, so they can uh, move on, which is true. That is how you power up. <laughs> sure. In Mega Man... Make a man, yeah. You just get the enemy. You get some gloves at you. Yeah, you get the power source from the enemy you defeated before. I mean, but he's not really defeating Chase. No, it's a it's very hyperbolic. Like you, doesn't make sense. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, um, but Alex is just kind of like, I don't know how to use these, and Chase says, "Well, basically, if I can figure it out, you can." Yep, and that you know. Everything, like, uh, Nico says, thanks for everything. We're going to come back and get you as soon as we're, um, you know, done here. And takes out uh, Chase's knife. And uh, they're on their way again. Mm-hmm. After we get this little interstitial panel with an anglerfish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's there. <laughs> I had yeah. to mention it. It's eating some smaller fish. There's yeah, always a bigger so- fish. It's exactly so. I think that it was meant to be there. Yeah, this is a, totally a ghost trap. It, you know what? Now that we're looking at it from this angle, it's, it's not even trap. subtle. No, it's a ghost trap from Ghostbusters. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. more two thousands ish. Slimer is inside. Probably not. Actually. No, it's Destiny Reyes. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's Rodriguez. Rodriguez, not Reyes. Oh, sorry. Think about uh, Overwatch too much. But I mean, I. I I just don't remember because in the comic, it's literally on one page. It's not yeah. banged over the head like it is on the on the TV show. Um, so anyway, they have 30 minutes until the Gborum arrive and the sacrificial offering is ready. Um, so they hand the ghost trap over. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. the, uh, you know, the other ones are kind of just like, are you having second thoughts? Yeah, because... Um... It's it's basically, you know, this is what they've kind of positioned themselves to do. And is it actually the right thing? And all this jazz after the kids have decided that they don't want any part of this. And, you know. Uh, and Mrs. Yorks says, you know, that she is sure because before my husband, before my dolt of a husband, no less, totaled our 40 portico permanently 
and we learned that she, you know, they went to all these worlds and that all of them were ruined by those terrible pesky superheroes. Yep. And they don't want their kids to grow up in a world like that, which, yeah. okay. Believe me, a world filled with 50-year-old men punching one another is no place for children, which is really actually a funny allusion to the fact that, like, all superheroes are, like, forever old. Yes. So, meanwhile, the plotting people are still plotting and whispering to each other and letting everybody else <laughs> argue. Yeah, no, the uh, Hazes and the Deans are continuing to uh, determine when they can make their move. Yeah, you'd because... think that someone would suspect them at this point. Yeah, you'd think that would have probably happened a long time ago, but I guess not. But before they can really... They start arguing over the most stupid thing, over a like the saying, pride goeth before the fall. And someone, the other one interjects, our children. And they were like, no, no, I mean, our children. And sure enough, uh, the kids have arrived finally. Yep. And Carolina's in a, 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 like a splash of bright rainbow color illuminating everybody from behind. So that's cool. But the, the, I don't know why everyone's so surprised to see them here. <laughs> I guess because they were like, they were assuming that they were just going to keep running. Yeah, like, I guess so. Like they would have been, they would have run farther away by now. Yeah. Which maybe if they had, maybe, maybe they should have. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Alex, uh, Alex's dad kind of says, what is this? And he says, end of the story, dad. As he's got the book in one hand, he like makes a flame cage around his parrots uh, with the other. And he's shouting out orders to everybody else, which are still very much like he's playing a game because, well, we'll see here in a second. And, you know, Gert says, you know, remember the plan to old lace. And if anything happens to me, that she's going to take her marching orders from Alex, who and then she uh, they kind of like. Gert kind of like like touches her no her uh her snout her hand to Olaise's snout, but her parents are there to intercept her. They think that she's incapable of harming them, or like at least Old Lace is. Yeah, Old Lace is genetically engineered so that she can't attack any member of the Yorks family. And Carolina also faces up against her parents and they kind of say the same thing that like their powers don't hurt each other because that would be ridiculous to have an alien race that whose powers can hurt each other. Uh, And then Gert and Carolina look at each other and say, ready, set, switch. And they use their powers against the other one's parents, which is really I guess that's what the double X formation is that Alex yeah. referred to on the last page. Also just clever in general. Yeah. Um, so Old Lace and Gert attack the Deans and Carolina attacks uh, the Yorks with her powers and uh, actually take them down. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. <laughs> Nico's got the Steins in a spell that's kind of floating them with float on which is really good good topical music reference good topical music reference exactly um and they're shouting at her to put them down and like what has have has she done with their son because chase isn't here and uh we see a timeout from the um from off panel and then the magic some more magic as the steins fall in the background after nico's spell is deactivated which is really funny yeah <laughs> So the Minorus have 
they're basically putting her time out in timeout until she's ready to behave like an adult. Uh, Molly rips uh, some ornamentation off the wall and says, you guys should be more like Harry Potter's parents. They're good wizards <laughs> and they're dead. As she smacks them with this uh, decoration. That was really good. Molly's just great. Yeah. And then she says, need caffeine. Yeah, because she's obviously getting getting sleepy, um, and Gert knows that, uh, and screams help because Molly's fascist dad. Dad's got me by some kind of, and Mrs. Doctor Hayes, uh, breaks Gert's glasses as she hits her over the head with something. Yes, um, and everything goes red uh, as she does, and. She says, I've been aching to do that to the York's little loud mouth for the last 15 years. And her husband says, yes, let's dispose of her before her playmates. Uh, but Old Lace, her head whips around and starts coming towards them. But then they can use their powers to stop her. And uh, they can't use their powers to stop uh, Carolina, who is furious. And she flies up behind them and basically takes them out in a giant flash of about three pages of it kind of getting stronger. I mean, three panels as it's getting stronger, like kind of takes up the entire panel on the bottom. So one thing that anyone should learn from this is don't insult Carolina's intelligence or her capabilities because they tried to say that um, her mind was as big as a dinosaur's. And she got real mad at that. And her mom tried to tell her several issues back that she was pathetic. And she was like, no, actually, I'm going to kick your butt and all this other stuff. So basically, don't get on Carolina's bad side, actually. No, no, don't. Do not do that. Um, And she, for lack of a better term, fries uh, the deans, but not knowing the um, hazes, but not maybe fries, but kind of. Definitely fries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Alex says that's enough um, and that they need her help over there. And she obviously uh, comes over because Nico's been frozen. Yep. And she's just kind of standing there. And Carolina's basically like, what can I do to help? Alex explains, but he has one thing he has to do first. And Carolina mm-hmm. asks, what's that? And he says, tell you how sorry I am, really. Before he clocks her cold with the fistigons. Yeah. And uh, she's laid out on the floor and he tells Old Lace to heal and that that's an order. At which point the flames around Alex's parents dissipate and his mother asks him what's going on. And he says, didn't you get my note, mom? I said I'd always be loyal to you. Oh, boy. Yep. And so unbelieving, they say, you're the, the, and he says, the mole, call me whatever you want, but I just saved you two from getting offed by a few of your so-called friends. It's a long story, but like I said, it's about to end. I'll explain everything after we finish the Rite of Thunder. And his father says, but Alex, the rest of the pride, he says, don't, you don't need them anymore, dad. You've got me. And then we flash to a full panel. Um, page of him with the Staff of One and the Fistigons and the X-Ray and Old Lace because, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Gert told Old Lace that if she goes out, to listen to Alex from now on. Yeah. And so Alex says, aren't you proud? That is how that issue ends. <sighs> so we've revealed the mole. <laughs> Mikey, how'd you feel the first time you read this? 
I was kind of surprised, honestly. Like, I think I might have sort of suspected it, but I didn't like the way that it was pulled around. I don't think I like had completely cottoned on to the fact that he was supposed to be the um the guy, the mole. Yeah. How do you feel now about Alex being the Alex being the bad guy? Um, I think it works. Like, I know Everett wrote that article about it, which is now like fully you know we're fully able to kind of talk about but i think it works really well because he is the leader of the group and like the rest of them weren't really ready to deal with that kind of thing and they aren't like they have no cohesion without him like we saw even when chase got knocked out like they kind of all fall apart and he was the only thing keeping them together you know and he knew that yeah and i think like once i think I think it was, like, I think he always kind of had a plan, but it was, like, contingencies. Like, Alex is a lot, to me, and this probably won't mean anything to you, but he's a lot, like, a better version of Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars, where Grand Admiral Thrawn is, like, he's a cool character, but, like, if you take him out of any kind of context, he doesn't make sense. Because he, like, studies, like, alien species to learn about how their brains work from their art, which is kind of, like, it worked when i read it when i was in like sixth grade but it doesn't necessarily hold up but his whole thing and like you look at like the best strategists in fiction and it's always like batman's the same way like contingencies upon contingencies upon contingencies but they're always like some kind of they're always painted as super evil and they're always some kind of like authoritarian figure like thrawn is the only non-human grand admiral of the galactic empire uh, Batman is basically a cop vigilante. Like, in fact, he's worse than a cop, you know, extremely authoritarian. And then we have Alex, who's doing kind of the same things, but he's not part of any of those structures. Like, he's just a kid. And that's why people constantly underestimate him. And they're like, oh, video games. He's just addicted to video games. They'll never teach you anything. Uh, and Alex basically sets out and proves them wrong. And I think it could have gone either way when he wrote that note. But I think once he read the abstract and saw kind of like the power that he had cap- available to him, if he could only like take it, like that probably is what turned him around. Yeah. Because like a kid that's been made, f- you know, like maybe not even made fun of, but definitely ostracized and, you know, hasn't had any friends and who people always constantly second guess him, even as parents. And, you know, make fun of his hobbies and stuff or like yeah. they're never like normalized. And it's like, hey, I can, you know, turn all of that around and use everything that everyone ever told me was bad and use it for myself. That's mm-hmm. really powerful. I'm not yeah. saying it's good, no. but I'm saying but it's like, powerful. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I really I do. Um, but we'll get to the resolution of that next week. Yep. <laughs> uh so you all have to see how this ends you want to know something funny that i learned yeah. from the solicits because i was poking some more at them while we were reading through please tell me so originally the good dial young this arc was supposed to be two parts and then they expanded it and the reason that 15 and 16 have the same solicit is because 15 is like this weird issue that according to the solicits doesn't exist okay yeah as far as i can tell it's very it's very strange like so i mean that that happens a lot in comics where you have a story and then you realize it's going to take more issues Mm -hmm. but i couldn't see this 
this whole confrontation because we are on part four of this uh, story now, the story arc. I can't see this happening in two issues. No, I can't either. Either that or the solicit was wrong because the one for um, part two, which was a couple issues back, because 16 is part four, it said part two of two. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So either somebody goofed it or it was originally only supposed to be two parts. <laughs> Comics. Comics, everybody. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to go look at old solicits now um, after we're done recording so I can see like big plot points and how they tease them out. Um, but anyway, uh, that leads us to our end of the episode segment, this or that, which um, we take two comic book covers, which we have no context for, and determine um, what's going on with them. <laughs> Supposedly what's going on with them. Supposedly. <laughs> Um, but it's my turn now, so... Uh, really really quick, do you want to know the solicit for issue 14, which we read last week? Please. The Runaways have learned how their parents' villainous organization began, and now they must decide how it should end. Plus, more clues as to which Runaway is actually a mole, loyal to the evil pride. <laughs> they sound like anime titles with, like, yeah, exclamation points. it is points. a little bit. It is a little bit. A little bit. bit. A little bit. Yeah, the solicits are also, like, they're numbering for, like, issue 16 says it's part three but it's act- on the solicits, but it's actually part four. So they just skipped over 15. What What the hell? I really want to know what the solicits said for the issue of X-Factor Investigations where Rick and Stark kiss. Like, I really want to know. Oh, I my need God. To go find- I need to go find it. They're, they're all there. Please find this for me. Sure. So... <laughs> Maybe there also weren't solicits in March because I can't find April 2004 Marvel March solicits. So maybe that's what happened is they got off by a number because there weren't any solicits for some reason. I don't know. Maybe. Comics. Anyway, you have some issues, some covers. I do. Um, I'm going to open them now. Okay. okay. Oh, it's Giant Days. Yeah. So Papa once again writes in. Hey, Charlie and Mikey, here's a break from superhero stuff for you both. If you're not familiar with Giant Days, it could very loosely be summarized as an entertaining slice of life look at three friends away at university. With only that context, which of these two covers is the better Giant Days story, do you think? Loving the Runaways coverage. Keep up the good work. Oh, Papa, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, funny fact about Giant Days, um, a a friend of mine and Mikey's... um, Actually, is the inker for Giant Days, or was? <laughs> I think she isn't anymore. Yeah, she's not currently. Um, uh, but uh, that's a fun fact I learned when everybody around me was like, "Giant Days is great," and I'm like, "Wait, I know. Wait a second. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's Liz." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's fun. Um, but these two covers are interesting, and Papa's um description about what this book is has helped me along a little bit. Because it's easy for me to exposit on things that, like, I have a rough idea about. Like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, like, not the Spectre. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although it's funny. <laughs> um, what? What? Did you were going to say something? Or no? No, I, I just, it's funny when you exposit on the Spectre. On, yes, on, on the Spectre. Um, he's many things. Um, but... This is the first cover, uh, obviously, is, uh, I believe, Giant Days 13, and it is a picture of 
a the background is like this dark purple and there are like ghosts in the background um they look like wailing spirits at least ghosts um and the uh one of the titular characters it looks like is um kind of zooming zooming on to the front with like like stars behind her and she's like in a meditative position um this is um all right you know i didn't even catch the ghosts yeah, the ghosts are there. The ghosts are totally there. So, okay, I'm, I've described it. I'm just going to describe the next one, and then I'll go. I'll go with the first one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say what I think you, both of these perhaps are, and then the okay, second. I have an idea for the first one, but yeah, the second Giant Days uh, cover is a uh, uh, it's like a rally being held and there's like signs um one of them says stop the rot one of them says enough of that um and there's this like cute goth girl on the front um and this is run this is giant days 27 and i really like her design like i really like it she's got like a skeleton hoodie and i have a skeleton hoodie (laughs) i was about to say the, yeah, the, so the girl behind her is good too. She's got yeah. kind of more like a retro goth because she's got like a skeleton she, uh, dress with some skulls on it so, and some hair back and a leather jacket. I'm into it. I'm into it's it. A good aesthetic. <laughs> Very much. Um, but um, I'll go back to the first one. Uh, it's like some. I feel like there's some sort of astral projection happening here. I had a completely. Uh, please tell me please i was like what if she was in like a mario kart level like a (laughs) vr mario kart of luigi's mansion maybe luigi's mansion okay maybe like she was at a party and they were playing like luigi's mansion and then and then mario kart and something happened and the games got fused together and everyone's stuck in the game i like that i'm down with it and she has to (laughs) zoom through the level to save them all. Rainbow Road. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like a self That's like a pretty good self-contained story. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything where technology goes awry and like and those ghosts in the background, they're kind of spooky. Like they're not the spookiest ghosts I've ever seen, but Yeah, one of know. them's just making a sad face. Actually, several of them are. They're wailing spirits. I know the go- booze aren't really scary either. That's true. They aren't. Booze are kind of cute. cute. Yeah, they're just cute. Yeah, so ghosts. Kind of cute sometimes. Like um, you. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> oh, now I'm filled with too much joy and I can't go on. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> um, but the second one, um, I don't It's like I'm trying to I think these I think these kids just take over the government. They're in a classroom or something because there's yeah, chairs but, and like a desk. But I feel like I just I want these kids to just like take over the government. Mm. Is that is that bad? No, it's not bad. Stop the rot. Enough of that stuff and nonsense. Maybe maybe um maybe there's a really terrible like group of people that's coming to their town or something and they're trying to stop them. I don't know. That's yeah. not exciting though. No, it's it's not. It's very real. Like it is and it isn't because this might be some sort of nonsensical thing, but like all I'm thinking about is like I want like a cute goth girl to like yell about stuff. What if they're in a punk band but they're actually like vigilantes? But this, they're oh, like Oh wow. There you go. 
Yeah, but they're like trying to change the world through like political means. So they're like not really vigilantes even, but they're like, you know, by day or by night, they're like not mild mannered, like punk band. But then by day, they go talk to people and motivate people and get them to change all the things that are wrong in the like town. I like it. I like it. So it's like like punk rock superheroes. Yeah. On a street on on a street level. I'm into yeah. it. You did good today, Mikey. Yeah. So instead of like punching bad guys, they're more like, we're gonna give some super sandwiches to these people that are on the streets. We're gonna help these kids and teach them about their rights. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it, and automatically, I think that might be a better story than the first one. Even as cute as that, like... It very it is very cute. All right, so... Uh, yeah, I'm picking the second one. Just because I'm into... 27. Literal street-level ordinary superheroes <laughs> who also yes. happen to be in a punk rock band. What do you <laughs> think their, their punk rock band would be named? Oh, man. I'm really bad at naming things, Mikey. That's fair. I'm really bad at naming things. I uh, like. I'm thinking maybe they're a punk band, but maybe they also have some rock. But there's some some rockabilly vibes because the girl in the background, yeah. however goth she is, she does look a little bit rockabilly. So I'm yeah, also I have into I have it. one. Yeah, I feel like their band is either named Out from Under the Boot or Under the Boot. That's good. Like. I think it could be long because you have Godspeed, you Black Emperor. So out from <laughs> under the boot is just long enough to be like a college teen punk or not even teen, like a college age punk band that someone makes. But That's it also true. like is indicative of their message. Yes. Good job. Because I'm really bad at naming anything. <laughs> I can't even I can't even like I can hardly sometimes name like characters I create. Like the two that Val I have are just Kil- flukes. Val Kilmer, aka Valdron Kilmore. <laughs> Someday we're going to go to a con where Val Kilmer's there and we're going to take Val's character sheet and we're going to get somebody to sign it. <laughs> Say, Sir, this is a tribute to you and your accomplishments in cinema history. <laughs> Please sign this character sheet. No, Val Please is sign a- this character ab- sheet. absolutely named after Val Kilmer. Uh, Val- I can't even say his name, Val Kilmer, because I just want to say Val's name, and that's not yeah. that, and that's then not I, right. Then I use that to make a joke that like all orcs are named after like, uh, like Hollywood stars. So the mayor is like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, basically, but an orc. <laughs> Which you know is not actually a stretch of the imagination. No, it's not. Our is like, very good. Um, yeah. And like I said, I have a hard time naming things. That one's a fluke. Dallas is also a fluke. Um, and no one's asked me to create a character in a couple months. So, um, yeah, because have... you've been able to cheat and just play Shatterstar. <laughs> like, not even, not even like jokingly play Shatterstar, but like actually play Shatterstar, the mutant from X Men and X Force and X Factor investigations. But we don't talk about that. You know, talking about that, I listen. I'm I'm living my best life. I encourage everybody listening to do the same. And if you want to play a role playing game as your favorite character, I'd say do it. Absolutely. 
play and you know how they always say write what you know also play what you know like steal shamelessly is is an axiom that a lot of people use in role playing because or in writing because like nobody's gonna know if you want to write fan fiction based on i don't know Kirby, but make them like people in the U.S. government. I'm looking at the reason I said Kirby is because I have a give please emote pin that I got at TwitchCon, which is just Kirby. This is um, Kirby. I see. Here's here's like, the thing. Nobody's going to know if you do that. Every, I, no I one's going to call you on it. Eventually, I would have made a character uh, like Shatterstar in something that I did eventually I'm surprised at myself that I hadn't before because I was trying to think outside the box and someone was like I don't you don't have a character like this and I'm like no I don't I'm trying not to be that way and uh I just had to do it anyway because I was like no I'm doing this for actually real it's like yeah. I'd love to do this and other people are like well that sounds fun so other people are doing it with me and then that's how we end up with uh french fries in the shower <laughs> yeah um no, I've been wanting to, like, I was like, why haven't I created a tabletop character that's just Revan yet? Um, and that's 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 more surprising. But I've been talking to a friend about Night's Yield Republic, and now I'm like getting all these thoughts and feelings. What but if also, Revan? Yeah, yeah, what if Revan? But the thing is, like, that would have to be a very particular type of campaign that would have like the right tone. I think. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't always fit. Like, an alien boy doesn't always fit in a game. It has to be the right game, and I just made mm -hmm, it the right mm -hmm. game. And, like, I'm so happy people, like, really liked our Exiled episode. Um, yeah, thanks so much for everyone that listened and tweeted at us that you liked it. I'm really glad. Because I was, I'm not going to lie, like, I've read stuff with Richter in it, but I was worried that people were not going to like my take on him or that I was going to just do badly or not know what to say. But once I leaned into the fact that, you know, he's got kind of like a righteous streak in him, but also just doesn't want any trouble ever, really, unless someone fucks with his and his, um, then that was like much easier to play. Yes. No, you did fantastically. Um, I didn't think I was. Uh, I Sometimes I don't think that I'm. Um, it's hard sometimes start is kind of difficult and like it's easy when i'm writing things because it's like mm, i can just like think about it for a while and like come back to it if i need to but uh thinking on the fly a shatter star is a little more difficult um yeah so i'm glad everybody okay. eventually you're gonna do it so much you just become shatter star sometimes i already do things that way <laughs> this is true so it's not it's not too much of a stretch but um misplaced uh not misplaced affections all my affections are in the right place um that aside it's the end of the episode so um if you like this podcast and would like to let us know um there are several ways you can do that um uh, we so are active on young ones cast on twitter Yes, and that's where we hang out a lot. Um, yes. Or you can send us things at youngonescast at gmail.com. We'll take your questions, comments, questions, and all that jazz. Um, and also, obviously, if you like what we're doing here, please rate and review and subscribe to our podcast on whatever app you use to listen to it, whatever you do. Just let us know. Um, those outlets help our podcast a lot we do have a lot of people listening which is crazy but like also 
think about how many more there could be. You know, <laughs> I don't, don't want to think crying. about that. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. Um, we I don't want to make the monkey's paw for no. podcast subscribers. That, that's, that's a Black yeah. Mirror episode, isn't it? That Just waiting to is, happen. That is. We haven't plugged it in a while, but our editor Everett Christensen writes articles for us um, usually every week, which are very, very good and great. And we link to them on our Twitter Um yeah, he just wrote an article them. called Great Hugs about Batman and Robin um, having a good hug. That's a series that he's got up, which is nice, just displaying different different hugs amongst young superheroes and those they know. Uh, so yes. go check that out. So that's up on our website. com. Yes. Um, myself. Me, myself. Um, I am Charlie. I have a Twitter. as at Genetic Ghost. True. You can see me there. Um, not physically. You can't see me physically. Um, you can see me emotionally. I get no. It doesn't work either. I mean, you get emotional. Yeah, I do. You can <laughs> see me um, having a meltdown uh, about something maybe every other day. Um, I'm good most of the days. Most of the days I'm quiet. I go to work and I just work. And sometimes I tweet about things. Other than that, it's kind of a roller coaster. Um, but if you think you'd like to hang out there with me um you can follow me there how about you mikey uh when i'm not tweeting about people having business meetings in a casual breakfast establishment uh <laughs> i am tweeting various other more meaningful things what am i saying that's the most meaningful thing um at <laughs> twitter at quantum dot dot uh i just recently did a playtest of my game that i'm working on based on the Blades in the Dark system called No Place Like Home. Uh, so I wrote a write-up of how that first playtest session went and how I felt about it. It went really well, is the spoiler alert. Um, there, just, like, a couple, there are a couple things that like I realized I had done from a game design perspective that we're making things not work, but we created a really weird town where the fish are dying and also there's a convenience store that everyone likes and the teens hang out in the ruins of the arcade which is really cool um so shout out again to everyone that played with me you can find that i linked to it on my twitter but it's also at blog.quantum. or blog.quantum. space wow i'm good at my own urls <laughs> i, I mistyped that like five times in a tweet One. the other day. So blog.quantum.space is where that is. Um, and quantum.dot on Twitter is where my tweets are. So Yeah, where our tweets live. Uh find us next week. You can find us next week, yes. Um, when we talk about the end of the runaways forever, because this is when the uh, when everything ended and nothing ever happened afterward. No. <laughs> no, it's done. <laughs> Well, it'll Let's be it'll it. be the end of end of our our little season here. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, yeah. As far as I can tell, Marvel did not put out solicits for March, so everything got messed up because they like or for May May two thousand four is a black hole in which no solicits came out of, and everything got hecked up. All the issue numbers are messed up because of it. What the heck? Okay, uh, May two thousand four didn't exist. Got was it. Was there like Thank a you. black hole that appeared in the center of New York? And maybe like the cosmic cube was used to erase our memories of solicits of May <laughs> of solicits from two thousand May two thousand and four. I think that's the most likely explanation. Um, but anyway, protect your universe, <laughs> defend the cosmic cube. 
Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> That's my call to action. Make me laugh. I'm. I. You know what? I'm I mean, never, sorry, but I'm not. Never. Really. Never apologize for that.